you want to take your Bible, if you haven't, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We're going to look at verses 3 through 7. Or if you got your uh, church app, you can just uh, open up the sermon notes there, and it'll be a blue scripture there that you can press and open up for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 7. And as I said earlier in the uh, service, this is a service of God moving, and so if I'm preaching, you need to go write something on the sign or need to come pray or need one of those guys to anoint you and pray for you, you feel free to move. But I want us to just look just at a few moments, and then we're going to continue to let God's Spirit move in our hearts and lives. And if someone didn't come prepared to be baptized, but you decided you need to get baptized, we got some backup clothes back there to uh, be able to do that. We just want everyone to surrender and be obedient to the Lord. Matter of fact, if you've uh, made some type of surrender or you need something that you want us as a staff to be praying for, there's some index cards on both sides of the stage and some pens there, and you can write it on that. In the uh, bulletin insert, you'll notice that it talks about Obedient Sunday on one side, and then on the back side, it's got information that uh, you can be thinking about your own personal life and things that you might need to make adjustments in and write down yourself some commitments that you're making. But we just want you to have all the opportunities possible to make a uh, a step of obedience to the Lord. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 7, talks about uh, things that battle in our life, the warfare, the spiritual warfare that we face, and the, how that the spiritual warfare tries to defeat us from being obedient to the Lord. And when you think about that word obedience, obedience is not a word that a lot of adults uh, really like to associate with their lives, unless it's talking about their children being obedient to them, or their dog doing what they've commanded them to say. And uh, so that's usually in adulthood, that's the only place we really like of obedience. But yet the Bible tells us that obedience is at the core of who we are as Christians. Matter of fact, in uh, John chapter 10, in verse 27, it says that Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. And so the words of Jesus himself is basically saying that he's the shepherd, and we are the sheep, and that his sheep... That's us, the Christians, the children of God, that when we hear his voice, we just follow him. You know what that is? That's obedience. Going back to the reality of as adults that we like for our pets to be obedient to us, and when we speak, they follow. And so Jesus is saying in a far higher level and with greater love and affection that my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And so it's the very core of who we are in our Christian life. The Lord also made this statement in Luke chapter 6 and verse 46. It says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say? And so Jesus not only said, if you're, I'm the shepherd and you're the sheep, and my sheep hear my voice and they follow me, they are obedient, they do what I say. Then he says, and to those who may be saying, yes, Lord, Lord, or Jesus is my Lord, or he's my Savior. And he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things that I say to do. Because that's the core of who we are as followers of Christ. And so we want to look at these scriptures this morning. I want you to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verses 3 through 7 because it's letting us know not only the fact that of how obedience is the center of us, but how that we can have victory over it. And what we really have is two major areas that the Bible's telling us that we need to have the victory and have a breakthrough in our life. And here's what it says. I'm reading this out in the New King James translation. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, meaning we're walking in human lives, walking on this earth, living everyday life, it says we do not war according to the flesh. 
And so he's talking to us as Christians. The Apostle Paul was writing to the church of Corinth. So he says, we're walking as living human beings. We're walking in the flesh. But the battle that we face is not a fleshly battle. It's not a hand, fist. It's not that type of a battle that we face most of the time in our life. But it's a spiritual warfare. And here's what it says in, number, in verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, fleshly, human, but they're mighty in God. And here's what it tells us that God has given us the victory to be able to do. And that is for pulling down strongholds and casting down arguments. So there's two major things that the Lord is letting us know in the scriptures that the Apostle Paul wrote. And that is the battle that we're facing is to pull down strongholds. Now, if you happen to have looked at the uh, insert in your bulletin, you've already seen that a stronghold is something that gets a grip in our life. It's something that consumes us. It's something that we become obsessed with. It is an addiction, and it gets a grip in our heart, and it begins to pull our desires in a direction that leads to disobedience to God. And so when the Bible's talking about pulling down these strongholds, it's talking about pulling down getting rid of those things that have got a grip in our life, that are consuming us, that are controlling us. And then it says, casting down arguments. Now, the arguments, in the way that it's worded in the original Greek writing, means the things that we are analyzing in our mind and coming up to some type of logical conclusion in our mind. It's basically a process of what we would call justification. And it's not justification in a good way. Because the Bible is saying that we need to cast down these justifications that we've come up with in our mind. And justifications meaning uh, it's okay because other people are doing it. It's not hurting anybody. Nobody knows. So we've analyzed it in our mind and we've come up with some conclusion. I, I, somebody else can do that. I don't need to do that. That's not my gift. That's not my talent. Somebody else is more gifted and talented in that area. So we, we analyze it. We justify it. That's what these arguments that it's referring to in the way that it was worded in the Greek language. And it says, casting down these arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So it's a battle. Here's what God's word says. Here's what my mind's thinking Here's what I want to do, which doesn't line up with what God's word says or what God's will is for my life. So I'm going through this logical analysis and I'm justifying what I want to do that's in opposition of what God's word says. I'm coming up with this justification of why, you know, this is 2019. <laughs> that don't apply to us now. The arguments that we come up with in our mind are justifications. And matter of fact, that verse 5 is kind of totally focused on what we're thinking. He says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought. So the whole thing about verse 5 is what we're looking at in our mind, the thoughts of our mind. So it can be things that we're justifying or any thought that is outside of God's word and God's will for our life. And he says, we got to cast these down and bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So let's just think for just a moment of what he's first talking about of these uh, pulling down of strongholds. What stronghold has got a hold of your heart today that needs to be demolished? What obsession, what thing has a, an addiction that has gripped your heart and it is pulling you in a direction that is disobedient to God? What stronghold needs to be destroyed, demolished, 
pull down today. Matter of fact, if you were to really study the wording that says about pulling down strongholds, it is an expression of dismantling something. Now, I don't know if anybody has had like an old barn or an old house or some type of something that you're bringing it from the state that it's in and you just dismantle it to bring it to where it's not what it used to be. That is the expression that it's talking about. If you have some type of something that is consuming you or is controlling your life, it has become a stronghold, and he says it's got to be pulled down. It's got to be dismantled. It's got to be taken apart piece by piece by piece until it's no longer recognizable. Things that are addictions, which means... If you ever watched the movie Fireproof and you saw how that Caleb had this addiction to pornography and how that it got a hold of him, it gripped his heart and he was being disobedient to God and how that he was struggling with that and he had that computer there and he came to a point that he had to rip the computer out, took it outside, took a ball bat and began to demolish it to where it no longer was functional, it no longer was recognizable at what it was designed for. That's the way that the Apostle Paul writing to the church of Corinth is saying that we've got to do with things that are strongholds in our life that consume us and control us, and that is whatever we got to do, step by step by step, we got to dismantle it, which means that if you've been struggling with pornography or maybe you've been struggling with drugs and you may be thinking, preacher, I, I know it's consuming me. I know that alcohol has got a hold of me, but I'm not sure that I can just today, boom, it'll be over with. You might be. Matter of fact, when I was talking to Blake and Blake was sharing with me about how that he had got really kind of consumed in that uh, drinking of alcohol and, and uh, we talked about he had repented, rededicated his life to the Lord. And I asked him, I said, Blake, have you had any more struggles with that since you've made that decision? He said, I'll be honest with you, I hadn't. He made the decision, he put it down, that's been it. Now that don't happen with everybody, but God can do that in our life. Then there are other people that I have talked with and they made the decision and they first had to take the first step of taking the beer or the uh, alcohol that's in their cabinets and they had to take it out and begin to pour it out. That was dismantling. That was step one. And for some folks today, step one for you may be that you just say, God, all right, today's the day I start. I may not totally whip it today, but I'm dismantling it. I'm taking it down one step at a time. Some of you may have some porn sites that are on your phone or whatever, and it may be today that your first step is to acknowledge it to God, ask for him to work in your heart, and get those things out of your phone, and that's beginning to dismantle it. You take it step by step by step till it's out of your life. So the question we have to go back to this, this morning, I only got two questions for you. What stronghold needs to be demolished in your heart today? What obsession, what addiction it's got a grip on your heart. That's working with the heart. And then the Lord tells us the next step is about the mind and those thoughts we have. And at verse 5, he says we got to cast it down. The wording that was used there in the Greek language means we put it at the lowest level, which means the thoughts that I've had in my mind, the things that I've been thinking about, I'm going to bring it down to a lower level in my life. I'm going to put it where I can walk on it, stomp it out. 
I'm going to have a higher level of thinking, which means that those thoughts of anger, resentment, bitterness, you're going to bring them down to a lower level, and you're going to put God's word over the top of that to where it's got control. And it talks in these scriptures about bringing those thoughts into captivity to where they're obedient to God. Which means every thought that I have of anger, bitterness, resentment, those thoughts that I have towards certain individuals, I'm going to bring those things to obedience under God's word. Matter of fact, for every script or everything that we struggle with in our life, there's a scripture that will give us victory over that if we just surrender to it. I've talked with many people that have dealt with anger, and the Bible's full of scriptures about anger. People who said, you know, I just can't stop my mouth. And I take them to the scripture in Psalms that says, Lord, be the guard of my mouth and the gatekeeper of my lips. Some of you are thinking, yeah, I need that. Some of you are thinking, my husband needs that. And this says to punish all disobedience until that obedience is fulfilled, which means you can't slough it off. If you stumble and you fall, then you've got to make some changes, make some adjustments. And so the second question that we've got to ask this morning, and that is this, what thoughts need to be demolished in your mind today? I'm going to ask the musicians to come and get ready, and while they're doing that, I want to ask you just to bow your heads for just a moment. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But I am going to do this. If you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, you'll never get victory in your life till you give your heart and life to him. Blake shared with me that he rededicated his life. He asked the Lord to forgive him of his sins. That was the beginning of getting victory in his life. If you've never accepted Christ this morning, I want to lead you in a prayer. You can pray right where you're at this morning, right where you're at. Pray this prayer in your heart. Dear Lord, I need some victory in my life. And Lord, I feel your Holy Spirit speaking to me. So today, Lord, I want to nail down my salvation. I want to know that I'm saved. So, Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to cleanse my heart. And I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And normally, I would ask for folks to raise their hand, but I'm not going to ask you to do that this morning. I'm going to ask you to really take the step of obedience that God would have you to do. And that is, in a moment, just come and take my hand and say, Pastor, I prayed that prayer and I invited Jesus in my heart. Maybe some of you are here today and you've prayed a prayer in the past. Maybe you did something when you were younger, but you're just really not sure you understood everything and really got your salvation down and know that you're doing things right. Maybe you need to rededicate your life to the Lord. Would you just pray this prayer in your heart? Dear Lord, I don't want any doubts of my salvation. I don't want to be going down the wrong path. So Lord, I'm asking that we nail it down today. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Lord, if I just need rededicating, God, I'm rededicating my life to you. Lord, if I never really nailed down my salvation, Lord, I'm nailing it down today. Lord, I'm just asking for your cleansing in my life. And I ask you to take control. And I thank you that today on October the 6th, 2019, I rededicated, I nailed down my salvation, I made it sure. If you did that today, I want to hear from you. But I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. It's going to ask you in this invitation that you take a step of obedience. So what stronghold needs to be demolished in your heart today? What thoughts need to be demolished in your mind today? Maybe you need to come and pray at the altar. Maybe you need to come and take my hand and, and, and have me pray with you. I'm going to ask that Frank and Greg and Danny be up here with me as we do this invitation. Maybe you need to come to one of us that we pray for you. Maybe you just need to go to that banner and just acknowledge it. Write it down. Make that step to start getting it out of your life. 
Maybe you need to follow the Lord in baptism. Maybe you need to join the church. Whatever it may be, we're just asking you to be obedient to God and take that step today and follow him. Lord, we come to you, God, and we just uh, ask that you would be in control. Lord, that you would do what only you can do. And Lord, we're going to give you the praise and the honor and the glory as the choir sings and we surrender our hearts. In your name I pray, amen.